And welcome to another edition of Battleground Florida. I am Christopher Heath coming to you from the Parish Healthcare Podcast Studio in sunny Orlando, Florida. It is warm here. We are unseasonably warm. And uh, we've been off. We've been, I've not had as many podcasts in the last couple of weeks because obviously the, you know, Christmas vacation and the New Year's. And then I took some time off uh, for, for the Disney race. I, I ran the marathon again this year, number that's marathon number six for me, and that, it was warm out there. So, But legs feel healed. I'm back, and uh, today we are going to be talking education. Uh, I've got our education reporter, Michael Laparty, coming in. He was up in Tallahassee the day before the start of the legislative session when teachers marched on the Capitol for better pay, for pay raises. Uh, he was there. He, saw, he, he rode up there with them saw the the march on the Capitol, talked to a lot of them, and I talked to him about not just what the teachers were after at that rally, but really some of the simmering problems that, that Florida teachers have had with getting paid what they feel like they're worth and finally starting to maybe see some movement towards a little bit better pay equity. Here's what here's our conversation. All right, I got Michael here in the studio. And Michael, what I, I want to have you on because one of the things the governor made a priority of his going into the session was a pay raise for all new teachers, which would bump up anyone that wasn't at that level. So essentially 47,500. Uh, this would bump Florida from about middle of the pack to, let's say, number two in the nation behind D.C. That sounds all well and good. And yet we still saw the day before the legislative, legislative session kicked off a lot of teachers rallying outside the Capitol because they feel like they've been ignored for too long and underpaid for too long, correct? Yeah, and I mean, I think what you're also hearing is a lot of the veteran teachers saying, what about us, and worried that they're going to be left behind. And when I was at that rally, I did meet an Orange County teacher, and I forget how many years she had been in the in the job. It was quite a long time. She told me she was just a few years away from retirement, and what shocked me is she said she was still working another job or two uh, you know, to help her get by. And so, I mean, clearly, the, the veteran teachers, you're hearing a lot of pushback and concern about their pay and what this will mean for them if they'll get anything. One of the things I hear from teachers, and you, we can use Orange County as an example, if you're teaching out, let's say, on the far east side of the county, a more rural area, your cost of living is going to be a lot lower than if you're teaching at, let's say, Dr. Phillips or Boone High School, where it's just going to be a lot more expensive to, to teach. The same thing we find in other counties, too. Palm Beach County is a perfect example. If you're teaching over on the coastal side, you probably can't afford to live there, whereas if you're teaching out closer to what they call the mucklands, I mean, your cost of living is is almost nothing out there. So, it, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, rhyme or reason to it, and yet teachers are still trying to get by. Yeah, I mean, I think you make some good points there. Obviously, living even in Orlando has become more expensive in the downtown area, and we've done stories about affordable housing and whatnot. Interesting, too, I've seen the school districts compare each other to size in metro area when talking about salaries to sort of, you know, try to make it of scale. So, I mean, those are all good points, and I'm sure teachers would agree with some of those issues as well. What, what did you hear from the rally? Because I know the overarching thing was obviously teachers saying we need to be paid more, respect what we're doing. But what else were you getting out of that rally on Monday? Um, 
Well, first, pay was by and large the biggest issue. It was billed as sort of like a support for public education thing. But I will tell you, just about everyone there wanted, that I spoke to anyway, wanted to talk about pay, and that was uh, their biggest concern. And there just seems to be a lot of frustration from the people I spoke with uh, regarding the legislature, and a lot of those people just feel like they have not been heard or listened to, and there's that's where that's, uh, I think, brewing from. One of the things I keep hearing out of Tallahassee is that for eight years, we had austerity, we had budget cuts, we had no pay raises, everybody was getting by with whatever we could. And now the economy's booming. We're doing great. We always hear every politician you hear you heard talk on the first day of session on Tuesday was about how great Florida's doing. And unfortunately, you, can, you can't say Florida's doing great economically, but oh, by the way, we can't afford raises. Something has to give. And I think teachers are saying, listen, we've taken it on the chin for so long. It's time that we make... They're not asking to make enough that they can buy a third Lexus to park in the driveway, but pay us enough that we're, we're being respected for what we're doing. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I heard as well. And I think, you know, some of them are saying that um, they're at a point now where I, this has to be addressed because people are leaving the business and, you know, they're having these shortage issues as well. So I think we're at a point where, you know, the governor recognizes that something has to be done, just given the fact of the, the sheer numbers. What's also interesting is I, f- I feel like the teachers I've spoken to feel like they're caught in the middle because uh, you often hear the school board blame it on the state and the state says, you know, look at all these record numbers and whatnot, sort of like uh, bouncing back and forth. And I think sometimes some of the teachers I've spoken to feel like they're caught in the middle of that and, you know, there's not much they can do. Every one of the teachers that has ever taught one of my kids in Orange County, both of my kids go to Orange County Public Schools, I, I can say this wholeheartedly. They, they got into the profession because they love kids, they love teaching, they love being an educator. But that can't just be enough. At some point, you have got to say, you can do the job because you love it, but if you can't pay your bills, you're going to go do something else. And referencing the teacher that I told you the story about earlier who worked two jobs, she said to some degree it is a calling and that teachers are, are doing this because they love it and, and they felt like this is where they need to be. But it sounds like, if anything, from the people who were there, it was the frustration. Um, you know, in that case, it was they felt like it was years of neglect and issues that, that brought them to Tallahassee. One of the things we saw under Governor Scott was a lot of merit-based, performance-based. And I know there was so much frustration from teachers on that where – wait, hold on, now we have to compete to get a bonus? Come on, can't you just reward the work we're doing? We have to go out and compete against each other to try and get a bonus, not a pay raise, a bonus. And you had, I remember I interviewed a couple years back a teacher out in Brevard who was teaching in one of the gifted programs, and he was like, all of my kids are testing at 100%. I can show no growth because they're already all at 100%. I'm out of the running. And then they revamp it and they come back and say, well, we're going to base it on your SAT scores. And then you had teachers saying, well, I don't even know where my SAT scores are. Uh, I know one of the teachers I talked to went back and retook her SATs to try and get this bonus. It just seems like you're not sending the right message to teachers when you try and nickel and dime them this way. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of best and brightest, obviously that was controversial, and there was also just recently we reported on a settlement from some of the teachers who felt like, um, you know, they were disadvantaged because of that SAT component. Um, By and large, from the teachers I've spoken with, a lot of them say, hey, you know, we'll take the bonus money if that's all we can get, but obviously they would prefer to have the salary increase. And the other thing you got to remember in Florida is we talk about attracting businesses, and we talk about attracting companies to grow here and relocate here businesses don't want to come to a state 
where the public education system is not working. Uh, Senator Simmons, who's the, the <clears throat> president pro tem of the Florida Senate right now, represents Orange County. Um, he and I had this conversation before the session, and he flat out said, paying teachers more is an investment in our business community because we can't get businesses to come here if they're looking at it and saying, well, what kind of education are my kids going to get? What kind of education are the workers I'm hiring going to have when they come out of high school or when they come out of college? Yeah, and this is probably just more so my opinion than anything, but, you know, most people I've talked to just in, or spoken with, I should say, in my life, um, they'll say the same thing in terms of the importance of, a, of an education system to relocating their family, especially when you have kids. You know, people want their kids to go to good schools, and they don't want to live in an area where they can't. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I think there is some acknowledgement of that. I think the difference is, is that um, – we live in a state where people have vastly different opinions as to how the system should work. And that's why we're seeing, you know, some clashes. Did you feel like the teachers that were up there felt like this was the year that something was going to change or was there kind of a fait complete? Like we're going to do this. We're going to make our stand. We're going to make our voices heard, but we're not going to get anything out of this. So at the rally, I did ask some teachers, how confident are you in that things are going to change? Uh, so, and I probably only asked maybe a handful, um, surprisingly many of them said that they were not confident that things were going to dramatically change um they said that they felt like you know they had a better chance of being heard by showing up in mass and, and really just being more vocal and public about their their gripes lately um but most of them told me they didn't think things were going to dramatically change but you know you never know and obviously the governor has seems like he's making this a priority this year so um we'll see but uh, like i said for example, the bonus program that he proposed, you've already got the union pushing back against that. At first, everyone was happy when he said, you know, we, we need to revamp best and brightest. And um, now there's a new proposal out there on the table and the union's already pushing back against that. So we'll see. Well, and that's also, too, that um, the controversy before the teacher march on Monday was teachers were being told through various channels, you know, you could get fired, the district could get in trouble because teachers in Florida, unlike other states, te teachers in Florida are not allowed to go on strike. You remember a couple of years ago, there were teachers, I believe, West Virginia, Oklahoma, other states, you had teachers walking out of the classroom and basically saying, you need to address this because we're not setting foot in that classroom again. Florida teachers don't have that luxury. And a lot of them went up there Monday, maybe wondering on Tuesday, do I still have a job? Yeah, I don't know so much in our in, you know Orlando area if there was that concern, um, but obviously there was that concern for some, especially given the situation in Polk County. Uh, the school districts locally here, they didn't have a huge absence rate is what they told me for the rally. Um, and even Orange County schools, if I recall correctly, they were tweeting about how they supported every teacher that went up there. So um, to some degree, they're, you know, I think there there may have been some concern, but most of the teachers who were up there that, that at least I spoke with, um, you know, felt like they had to be there, and they they weren't concerned about that. What kind of what kind of money does this mean for a first year teacher? It's obviously a pretty good raise. You bump up to forty seven five. But you mentioned some of the veteran teachers. I got to imagine there were teachers up there that had been teaching five, six, seven, eight years. They're not quite at forty seven five, and they're going to sit there and say, "Wait, hold on, I've been in it for." almost a decade now and I'm not making 47.5 and you're, yeah, you'll bump me up to 47.5. Congratulations. That's nice. But you know, the, the teacher next door who just walked across the stage at UCF or at university of Florida, they're going to be making the exact same. Where's the equity in that? And that is basically what their concern is. I don't have the numbers right in front of me to know, you know, just what the scale is and what everyone's making, but obviously that is just the concern. And, and that doesn't just happen or, you know, 
in, in education. It's had, I'm sure that's a concern for veteran workers in other industries as well. But that is the key concern, as you know, when you've got that experience and you've been in the classroom, I'm hearing from older teachers are saying, hey, what about us? And, and are we going to be left behind because of this or disadvantaged uh, because of the way this might work out? Did you feel like there was any kind of partisan split at this event, uh, obviously, the teachers' union tends to be much more Democratic than Republican. But were there Republicans that were coming out and showing support as well? Because obviously the governor has, has shown support for this, and he's a Republican. Were there other Republicans coming out there and being supportive and at least interacting with the group? Um, well, there were a lot of people there, so I didn't see specifically towards the front of the Capitol. Um, just as my own personal takeaway was it didn't seem overly partisan out there. It seemed very issue based. And uh, based on the discussions I had, at least with the people that I spoke to, they seemed, you know, interested in just speaking about the issues with anyone who would talk to them. Uh, I didn't hear really anything, you know, disparaging or supportive of either party per se. Party names weren't brought up at all, anything like that. Um, at least the people I spoke with, they were very focused on the issue and willing to talk to anybody, it seemed like, who was you know willing to talk education with them. You're our education guy, though, and, th and that's the thing. That's why I wanted to have, have you on for this, because <clears throat> whether we're talking testing or what the schools are doing or this, you know, you're the one that's really got the good you know finger on the pulse of this. Give me your gut. Being up there, seeing this happen, knowing what the governor has said in his proposals, what do you feel like we're going to see out of this 60 days from now when the session wraps up? Do you think we'll see something? I think we will. And just because, you know, I don't know the governor personally or haven't covered him that much, but just watching some of his education announcements I have been to and the fact that he continues to bring this up, I, I get the feeling that he, he does believe that this is an issue. Um, I think he's got uh, sort of a pulse of the community that this has become such an issue across the state. And like I said, the fact that the state has been dealing with this shortage that is now impacting entire communities, I think he recognizes that. Um, I do think we'll see something. I just don't know if it's going to be, you know, something that's going to make everybody happy. But then again, what doesn't government? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 60 days in Tallahassee. Hold on to your wallets because you never know what's coming next. Michael Lapari, thank you for your coverage of this. And um, I know you'll be keeping an eye on it and we'll talk again before the session wraps. Yeah, well, and we'll probably find out in the last few days exactly what does happen. You can replace days with hours. We'll know in the last couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. All right, Michael has headed off to go do some more reporting. And um, one of the things that, that needs to be kept in the forefront when we talk about these pay raises for teachers, this is something that the governor rolled out a couple of months ago. And he did so with both members of the Department of Education there and members of the Florida Senate there. And the Senate has been supportive of this. Um, the question has been all along, Will the House go along with this? Um, Florida, as you know, has a balanced budget in place. You, you, can't, you can't just borrow more money. You've got to balance the budget every year. So they've got to make sure this is sustainable going forward. And this is something that if you read between the lines, the Speaker of the Florida House, Jose Oliva, has said over and over again. He said, listen, we've got a lot of requests coming in. I like the fact that we have to have a balanced budget. So basically what he's doing is he's couching this in such a way to say, we're going to take a hard look at this, but just because the governor says, I want this to be 47.5, doesn't mean we're going to get there. We'll put something substantial for it. In fact, he elaborated a little bit about this when he had a bit of a media gaggle following the opening day of the session. He talked to reporters, and one of the questions came out was, what do you make of the governor's request for these teacher pay raises? And here's what he had to say. 
On the matter of teacher pay, I think as you saw, as, uh, as I made in my remarks, we've made a commitment to the governor that we will put forth a significant teacher pay increase, but it has to be sustainable and equitable. We can't simply go after some target and say we want to be number two in the nation. Again, two compared to what? Compared to a state whose cost of living is significantly higher than ours? We have to take the right approach to this so that it is something that we can sustain. If we get in a bad economy, it is something we can sustain. But the House is committed to supporting the governor on that priority. And what you heard the speaker there say was he was saying second to what? Um, if you look at just starting teacher pay, Washington, D.C. is the top. If Florida were to jump to 47.5 for starting teacher pay, we would move to second place behind Washington, D.C. Um, but when you start to talk about overall teacher pay, every single teacher out there that is teaching in Florida, um, Oklahoma is the lowest in the country. They pay about 36000 Florida's 42nd. This is median teacher income right at 48134 um, so obviously raising starting teacher pay to 47.5 would bump that median up quite a bit. So Florida's, listen, we're, we're middle of the pack for starting teacher pay. We're right towards the bottom for median teacher pay for all teachers. Um, and when you talk to leaders in the Senate who, again, are much more supportive of the governor's plan, what you hear from them is they see this as an investment. This is something that David Simmons, Republican out of uh, Seminole County, has said over and over again. This is an investment, not just an investment in our students and in Florida's future, but it's also an investment in getting businesses attracted to coming to Florida and building a very sustainable long-term education system that is attracting new residents to come here and attracting businesses to come here and create more jobs. Um, that's how it's seen there. But again, there's a lot of agencies that are coming to the legislature and saying, we've been, you know, we've been running on a shoestring budget for years and years and years, and now we need to be out there hiring more people. We need to be out there giving some pay raises to some of the people that are working for us. We, we're just, I mean, Florida's a growing state. And with that, yeah, it increases your tax base. It increases the money coming in. But at the same time, you've got to provide services to people when they show up. Even if they're coming here expecting that, you know, they're not going to maybe get everything that they had coming from a higher tax state, there's still a basic level that you have to achieve. And so that gets to be the hard part for the legislature. And listen, we say this every year going into the session. The only thing they actually have to do is pass a budget, a balanced budget, but they do have to pass a budget. And so this year, that will be something that will come down to the wire. And what will that teacher pay look like? Again, the Senate has been very supportive. We've seen this starting to move through committees in the Senate. Whether or not we see 47.5 be the final number that comes out of the House, that's going to be something that towards the end of the session, the end of the 60 days, we'll get a better idea of. Um, is a bargain going to be hammered out where maybe in a four or five years they move towards that number? Um, and then what do you do about veteran teachers, teachers who have been in the classroom for five, six, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, and, and they're maybe just making a little bit above, you know, 48,000 a year. And you're going to tell them, well, congratulations, you've worked so hard to hit 48,000. We're going to hire someone straight out of college at 47,500. Um, you know, that, that, that'll create its own set of problems. But again, these are these are these are the questions that our lawmakers are going to have to try and wrestle with between now and the end of the session. This is why I, uh, James Grant, when I had him on the podcast a couple of months ago, you know, flat out said this is why you send us to Tallahassee to try and 
answer these questions to try and come up with solutions to various problems. We go there to represent you. This is the point of having a republic, as we do. You send someone to Tallahassee to make decisions on your behalf. And that's what we're, we're sending them there to do. We're paying them to go do this for 60 days. So we'll see what ultimately comes out of this. I, I appreciate what Michael had to say about, you know, teachers and their feeling towards um, whether or not this is going to happen. Because so many educators have seen various things come along to try and make the job a little bit easier here and there. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, we'll have to really wait and see what comes out of Tallahassee in the next 60 days as far as teacher pay goes. But it's something to keep an eye on. I know Michael's going to continue to report on this locally for us. We'll keep an eye on what's going on up in both the House and the Senate Education Committees and ultimately appropriations when that comes down. And um, we'll kind of wait and see what leadership has to say. We know where the governor stands. We know really where the Senate stands. We'll start to take a look at what the House is going to do. There may be something in there where they get to 47 eventually. Maybe not this year. Um, So we'll wait and see. And meanwhile, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, so much of the budget going forward is projections. It's an estimation of what it's going to look like a year, two years from now. And uh, what you heard the speaker say there is we don't want to commit to paying something that we can't afford going forward. In other words, let's not give out raises that we have to take back if things are lean in the future. Now, you can have your own disagreements with whether or not that's the right approach and say, well, why aren't you prioritizing teachers? You know, maybe make your cuts somewhere else. Listen, if that's if that's the discussion you want to have, give your state senator, give your state representative a phone call and tell them how you feel. But uh, for right now, this is, seems to be where the House is at and where the Senate is at and where the governor's at. They'll have to come to some sort of understanding, some sort of agreement. Uh, when Scott Maxwell from the Orlando Sentinel was on the podcast a couple of months ago, you know, he seemed to think this is going to happen, and his rationale was the governor's put his name behind it, and he staked his, he staked himself to this. So, does DeSantis have the political capital to push this through? Um, will this be a showdown between the governor's office, the Senate, and the House? We'll wait and see. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'll have Michael back on as we get closer to the end of the session to kind of handicap where this is all headed. And, um, you know, we'll see what comes next because this looks like something that, you know, they're going to do something this session. What it looks like, we'll wait and see. Anyway, I do want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to these, been downloading these. I know we were off again. We were off for uh, a couple of weeks over the holidays. I took some time off for the Disney Marathon, of course, and um, just about killed myself out there. It was a little warm traipsing through the old Magic Kingdom, um, but, you know, 26.2 miles, I, I, I dragged myself across the finish line. <laughs> Not exactly my best time ever, but I, I got across, and... Um, then um, tried not to use my legs for a while. So anyway, um, we'll have a couple more of these coming up. We'll uh, try and keep tabs on what's happening in Tallahassee as well as locally. We have the, uh, ooh, we got the primary coming up in Florida here in March. So that'll be interesting to see um, see which of the Democratic candidates um, really barnstorm their way through Florida, try and, you know, get some of the delegates. And then, um, you know, of course, then we'll be getting towards the end of the legislative session, maybe have a better idea of what various bills are coming down the pike. So keep an eye on that as well. Um, if you'd like to reach out to me, Twitter at CHeathWFTV. You can also hit me up on email, Christopher.Heath at WFTV.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, anything you want us to talk about, if you see a bill that's been filed um, that you want to discuss or you think is uh, something we need to be paying attention to, hit me up on that. 
a lot of bills get filed. Not a lot of them ever see the light of day. So um, there's always something happening there. But, you know, hit me up on there and uh, comments, suggestions, anything you got, let me know. But again, thank you so much for listening to this. Thank you so much for downloading this. And uh, we'll be back in your feed very, very soon. Talk to you then.